This week on This Week at Blurred's Ball. <laughs> Injuries. I'm Batman. Uniforms. Why did you say Martha? Non sequiturs. Fuck. I'm still Batman. <laughs> Welcome to Zack Snyder's This Week in Blurns Ball. It's longer, it's more nonsensical, and Batman says fuck. Those were my takeaways from, from yeah, ZSJL. Yeah, uh, pretty pretty much, pretty much. Uh, I mean, better than uh, Zack Wheaton's Justice League? Uh, yes, I mean holy... sorry, Joss Whedon's Justice League, not not the 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 more accomplished, more uh, troublesome now, Whedon. Yeah, that's that's a capital P problematic there on old Joss. Yeah, uh, but it was it was definitely a more complete movie. But like four hours, man, uh, Zach, could you have cut something? Especially no, that forty-five that. minute epilogue teasing a universe you will never get to make. Yeah, but Peter Jackson did it. I'll give you seven endings. It's a whole new Hobbit. <laughs> I know. But, like, maybe one day he'll get to adapt the Similarian. Never, ever going to happen, Peter. Uh, Similarian, it's rather long. Pretty great. <laughs> Pretty long. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, I am your co-host, Ben Bloom. With me, as always, co-host, executive producer, Jacob Morris. And, wow, I mean... Even the parts that Zack Snyder wasn't allowed to put in, like the John Stewart stuff, I'm like, I wanted to see John Stewart. I know, I wanted to see John Stewart, and I mean, only if Phil Lamar was playing him again. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Phil Lamar, great John Stewart. Uh, I I would have been down for John Stewart playing, um, not John Stewart, but you know what I mean. Yes. Like have John Stewart as Hal Jordan. John Stewart, Hal Jordan. Something straight. You want me to be a Green Lantern and eat Chicago pizza? Chicago pizza isn't pizza. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was. It was good. Uh, I enjoyed it. It uh, it was. It made sense. It made more sense than what came out in theaters. It's a bit late though. <laughs> yes. Uh, and there were parts of it I took umbrage with. I mean, like Wonder Woman murdering those guys. I'm okay with Wonder Woman murdering because remember, Mandalorian Lord was supposed to be murdered. Yes, but she didn't. And she spent that whole movie telling Kristen Wiig why it was bad to be murdering people. Yeah, but again, Kristen Wiig, I'm pretty sure that whole thing was just an extended SNL sketch. Don't get me wrong, she's great on SNL, but I'm like, wait a minute. When is she going to look to the camera and do the look? What's going on What's here? What's going on here? Yeah. Uh, no, definitely better than what we got in theaters. Uh, yeah. We definitely got some characterization for Steppenwolf beyond him just going, the unity! Uh, Born to be wild, man. Born to be wild. Yeah. Uh, and we actually got a cyborg movie, which was Fucking awesome. Yeah, Cyborg was such a side character in the Joss Whedon version. Uh, and he got a character arc, which was nice. Mm -hmm. uh, but, I mean, for a four-hour movie, I expected more than what I got. Uh, I want Chuck Heston and Yul Brenner going mano a mano for four hours if I'm going to watch a four-hour movie. Yes, Uh and I can see what Snyder wanted to do in terms of crafting a whole larger universe that he tried to cram into one four-hour director's cut project. Uh, yeah. Hey, again, the I'm glad, we, of... I'm glad we got to see it. 
yeah, just like I'm glad we got to see the Donner cut of the Superman movies. Also, uh, the third Superman movie was just a Richard Pryor movie. Yes, it was. Uh, the Donner cut of Superman 2 is the superior cut of Superman 2. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, just like the Snyder cut of Justice League is the superior cut of Justice League. That doesn't yeah. make it a great movie. I mean, it's it's right there with like Avengers Age of Ultron. It's a perfectly fine superhero movie. It's not I this Ultron. I liked Ultron too. It's a perfectly fine superhero movie. It's not this master class of superhero cinema that some people are making it out to be. It's fine. In relative terms, it's friggin', you know, like the pinnacle of cinema. But again, that's compared to the Joss version. Yes. Uh, but like, you know, even if we're ranking superhero movies, it's no Black Panther. Yeah, Black Panther had the Rutger Hauer element in Michael B. Jordan, which was kick-ass. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think that that is what we're going to be comparing superhero movies to for a long time. Movies with good villains, complete plots, and, you know, careful, thoughtful storytelling? Yeah. I mean, okay, there's a reason it got nominated for Best Picture. That is true, although I don't trust award shows. <laughs> no, I don't particularly trust award shows either. But there is some credence to the nomination process. Yeah, like you, you never say no to a nomination unless you're Marlon Brando. <laughs> oh, Marlon Brando. And he had valid reasons. It's like, okay, he's doing like a like a protest thing. That's fair. But also that's classic Brando. <laughs> yeah. You know he wanted to play Jor-El just as a giant bagel? I would watch that movie. <laughs> I would watch that movie too. Cow, my son. Yeah. <laughs> uh, didn't this used to be a baseball podcast? I think it did. And some not great news coming out of the Blue Jays camp yesterday. Nothing good ever happens in spring training. Only bad news in spring training. Uh, yeah, Kirby Yates, uh, who we were counting on to be the Blue Jays' closer, done probably for the season. Uh, he's having an arm procedure, which we think, uh, although no details from the team, is UCL-related, which means it's probably Tommy John, and that means that's a season. Uh, <laughs> Robbie Ray fell down the stairs and banged his elbow. They're hopeful he'll be ready for opening day. Uh, he was trending that way uh, in terms of his preparation. He was looking great in preseason starts. Again, making me look like a fool for insulting his lucrative contract. And yeah, like the crazy thing from what I read about the Robbie Ray Cyrus injury, he was carrying his child and he fell down the stairs. Thankfully, the child is okay. So, it, and then it's like, okay, does this count as a funny spring training injury? Well, the kid's okay. So, like, he we can... fell, he fell down the stairs. It's a funny injury. Okay. Uh, yeah, just. And thankfully, it's a non-structural injury from everything we've been told. So it's an elbow bruise. Uh, and for the rest of us, it would just be, ah, that's an owie. But because he's a high-performance athlete, that can mess you up. Uh, and then a grade two oblique strain from multi-million dollar off-season sighting, George Springer. Um, again, he should be ready for opening day. Uh, this is a caution thing, not a worry thing. But you never like to see it, especially from the guy who just signed the richest contract in team history. Yeah, I mean, it's like, I don't know if y'all believe in signs, but like three noteworthy injury reports coming up for one baseball team. And there hasn't been a meaningful game played yet. It's like, we could overreact or we could just be okay with it. Now, We're going to overreact. Let's <laughs> overreact. The Jays yeah. are allegedly now looking for more uh, pitching help, especially in the bullpen. Uh, I mean, the pitching staff's already been uh, hurt by the fact that Nate Pearson won't be ready for opening day. Uh, mm. So to kind of shore up the back end of that rotation would be nice. Uh, picking up a fourth or fifth starter to add to the depth rather than having to have uh, Anthony K break camp with the team. Nothing against Anthony K, but you'd rather have a major league ready starter than a guy who's probably not quite there yet. Um, 
and uh, to shore up the bullpen again. Uh, nothing against Jordan Romano. He was a terrific uh, piece out of the bullpen last season when he was when he was healthy. Uh, Didn't but, he also direct Light Night of the Living Dead, or is that George Romero? That's George A. Romero. Ah, damn it. <laughs> uh, Jordan Romano of Markham, Ontario. Canadian! CanCon! Uh, so, uh, yeah, uh, there's, there, they have a solid pieces in the bullpen. There are a lot of guys that throw hard and hit their spots, but to have a, a closer like Kirby Yates really adds, uh, some oomph to that bullpen that they are now missing. Mm-hmm. And again, you, we've seen, you know, teams with, you know, killer lineups, and a solid rotation and zero bullpen and that's it that that's what done that's what done them in yeah i mean and the jays bullpen uh was not great last season uh and that probably was why they ended up facing tampa and uh falling out in the playoffs uh now they've kind of fluked their way into the playoffs last season they were they were a little bit of uh they got help from the structure of the season they got help from they were playing at a strange stadium. They got help from it was the expanded playoffs. There was a whole bunch of things that helped them, but their bullpen was not one of them. It was one of the worst bullpens in the league. Uh, and part of that was a lot of it was by committee. Uh, Ken Giles was hurt. Uh, Shun Yamaguchi did not work out, uh, but they found the pieces that worked well enough. And they have supplemented them this offseason. Uh, but you don't like to see that big offseason ad in Yates uh, completely fall apart before spring training. You even break camp. And speaking of big money in the offseason and a possibly concerning injury, Fernando Tatis Jr., uh, his left shoulder is being reevaluated today after he left um, a game yesterday. That could be huge for the Padres if he misses any time or if it hampers him on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, that's really unfortunate. Uh, one of the big young stars of the game, uh, you hate to see it. Is this an example of the video game cover curse? Where the guy, really... that's, the guy that's on the cover of the game gets hurt. That... <laughs> I mean, the probability of a baseball player getting injured is high enough already. Repetitive motion, you know, quick jerk reactions. Again, same with any professional sport. I feel like there's more like there's more like coincidence than causality when it comes to video game curses. But who are we to believe in science? It is absolutely a curse thing. If someone offers you a video game cover, you punch them in the mouth. Yeah, exactly. Never take the cover. Never. <laughs> never take the cover. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's unfortunate. You you never like to see a guy of that pedigree go down. Uh, and, I mean, you just hope that he's okay. And it is uh, a strain or a sprain and not something structural. Yeah, like, hell, even take a sunburn and just, like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a sunburn under a jersey, right? It's a sunburn. Yeah, it's, it's just a little airborne. It's still good. It's gone. I know. <laughs> but yeah, so we're now in that really precarious part of spring training where real baseball begins next week. Stop playing your star players. <laughs> yes, you have to stop playing your star players, but you also have to continue playing them so that they can get reps and be ready. Otherwise, then April becomes extended spring training and not in the literal sense, in the figurative, figurative sense. Figurative sense? Figurative sense. Yes. So, yeah, now everyone's just like, don't get hurt, don't get hurt, don't leg out those brown balls, just, 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 just stroll. Everybody stroll. Yes, everybody stroll. Do, 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 do. Didn't this used to be a non-baseball podcast? <laughs> Man, remember that? Remember all sports canceled? Yeah, that wasn't fun. But the bracket was great as shit. That was that was a good time. That was a good time. And, I mean, the good thing is, is that in spite of everything, we are still trending for an 162-game season this year. 
which I'm still in disbelief about. And there's still going to be a, uh, there's going to be a Cardinals this year. There's going to be a Marlins this year. Oh, absolutely. We don't know who it is, but it's going to be the Texas Rangers. It is going to be the Texas Rangers. 48,000 fans in attendance for opening day. What the hell, Texas? Seriously? It's it's about as Texan as it gets. And (laughs) yeah, again, it's like you see the sign and you still go forward. (laughs) Warning, Cliff. Ooh, wonder if I can jump this cliff. <laughs> Ooh, I can jump Springfield Gorge, right? No. No, you can't. And and the movie is non-canonical in terms of gorge jumping. <laughs> the, every episode is non-canonical to every other episode. That's the only way that the show works. If every episode is a self-contained universe? Every episode is self-contained Groundhog Day. Oh. Uh, there's an idea. Because, again, the Groundhog Day trope is, you know, fantastic and it solves all of life's problems. <laughs> yeah. But who is the Groundhog? Maggie? You see, you'd think that because, you know, only a baby could imagine such fantastical things. But what if it's Marge? Ooh, no. It's Homer after the episode where Bart shook the beer so hard that it smashed him in the head that uh, caused him to have the flashback sequences. Mm-hmm. Every episode post then is Groundhog Day. And then the, then the ultimate series finale is when he does wake up with like the Bart shape on the heart monitor. Yes. <laughs> Why, you little... Oh man, that's it's a great goddamn show. How else how else do we explain that Homer was in a barbershop quartet in the nineteen eighties and also a child in the nineteen nineties? Yeah, and even in a recent episode they did a flashback and the flashback was to, to too recent a time. Which I'm sure generations before us have felt as well. Like like even the episode when Bart stole Dennis Leary's cell phone, I'm like, wait a minute. Cell phones don't exist on The Simpsons. I know. I know. The Simpsons just... I, I get that, like the comic books, they have a a flexible timeline, a floating timeline, where Bart was always born 10 years ago, and Which, therefore Homer was always a teenager 20 years ago. But... I used to be with it, then they changed what it is, and now what's it is scary. It'll happen to you. <laughs> Yeah, I tweeted that at um, at TikTok, and they retweeted it. <laughs> nice. Take that, TikTok. <laughs> it's like, okay, I see the appeal. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, we put ampersand on TikTok, you get a million ticks. That's that's what it's called, right? A tick. Well, yeah, I mean, but what what's cooler than a couple of old people making fun of a social media platform? Yes, exactly. I'm not old. <laughs> I'm hip. I'm with it, right? <laughs> well, don't look at me like I'm freaking Frankenstein. Hug me. <laughs> my um, my research advisor made a Doctor Evil reference in one of our uh, meetings evil medical school uh to be precise uh i was like okay yeah i did i didn't spend 10 years in evil medical college to be called mr evil thank you Uh, meanwhile the suez canal is doing a austin powers reference right now with a giant container ship just <laughs> no! Just move out of the way! No! Uh, they don't make evil henchmen like they used to. Uh, wasn't that Norm MacDonald? Was it? Oh man, that would be amazing. <laughs> he was great as death on Family Guy. <laughs> he was. Then they replaced him with Adam Carolla, and it's like, come on. <laughs> yeah. Again, didn't this used to be a baseball podcast? 
I think it used to at one point. Speaking of superheroes, there's now a new Superman show. And for once, it shows an accurate representation of the Midwest. Super depressing, lots of fracking, evil billionaires, and probably meth. Super meth? Super meth. Because, <laughs> like, Smallville, Kansas, like, Smallville show, Kansas, it seemed too optimistic. Yeah. But then again, you know, there is no defeating Michael Rosenbaum. He is the superior live-action Superman. Yes. Uh, also, Michael Rosenbaum, I just realized, had a cameo in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Yes, he and James Gunn are buddies. <laughs> yes, I knew that. Uh, I knew that from his podcast. Uh, Great his podcast. podcast, which is way superior to our podcast. Yeah, I mean, like, as far as podcasting goes, like, he is in the upper echelon of podcastry. Yeah, he's he's right up there with the McElroy family. Do you not know of the McElroy family? Are, are they the, the, the couple that infiltrates Scientology and is all smug about it? No. Okay. No. Uh, although they're pretty good, too. Yeah. Uh, no, the McElroy family are a family of brothers that do comedy advice. They're Shit, like, that sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we're going to pause the podcast here, and Ben is going to go listen to about 10 episodes of My Brother, My Brother, and Me. And then we're going to come back, and Ben is going to be informed. And stop. And Never we're time. back. And we're back. Okay. Uh, my brain has been open to the ways of thing. I, I still like uh, Bill Burr and Burt Kreischer just talking about whatever. Yeah, that's that's my go-to. It makes me happy on the inside. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are also James Duffy's podcast makes me really happy. <laughs> yeah, it does. I mean, yeah. here's the problem with podcasting: there are too many of them. But here's one you should absolutely listen to: Unified, Paul Lucas, Chris Creamer what a Batman vs. Superman movie should look like as a podcast. Yes, it's the two guys who are obsessed with uniforms doing a uniform podcast. I mean, like, if they are listening, we want to be your friends and not just because you're sponsored by Ebbetsfield Flannels. I know. They have the coolest podcast. They do. (laughs) And again, Chris Creamer just down the road from both of us and Paul Lucas is spiritually down the road from us. Yeah, I mean... This is the unfortunate thing about the pandemic season. There were no uniform drops this off season, like none. Well, they do have. They did, you know, give us a show. Uh, they they did uh, show us the Negro League matchup uh, that that Detroit and Kansas City are going to be doing. Well, that was postponed from last year, though. Right. Same thing with the Seattle Detroit one. Again, awesome looking, but postponed mm-hmm. from last year. Yeah, but we did, courtesy of our unified friends, see a potential leak of the new Nike template with the Kansas City Royals spring training uniforms. Yes, we did. With like a Uh, fancy collar and thin arm sleeves and material so thin you can see the player's freckles. Yes. Uh, Now, it's something that they've played around with in college ball before. Although, not the material so thin that you can see literally everything, but uh, the fancy fancy collar and the thin stripes. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now, college baseball is where they have really experimented with uh, Nike templates. And there have been some cool looks. Oh, yeah. Like, again, you don't get to be Nike by making bad shit. (laughs) Yes. No, they have made some bad shit. I will leave this chat and show you the Jordan 1 Celtics colorway that I picked up that disproves every theory about Nike being evil. Also, the custom shoes my girlfriend made for me from Nike, which are also awesome. I know, right? Like, it has my number on it. Like, it's my exact personal color scheme. This podcast is not brought to you by Adidas. (laughs) This podcast brought to you by Nike. Maybe if we say Nike enough, they'll give us money. Brought to you by Pepsi. (laughs) 
Oh, man. Speaking of Pepsi, no one wants to get the Pepsi vaccine. Ooh. <laughs> Hi, I, I'd, like a, I'd like the Coke vaccine. Is Pepsi okay? No, it is not okay. Oh, Pepsi. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, uh, there, there are going to be some cool alternate looks in the future with uh, the Nike templates. Now, baseball uh, being inherently conservative, I don't think we're going to get any wacky primary looks out of the out of the new Nike partnership. Mm-hmm. Eh, who knows? Maybe the Rays. If anyone's going to do it, if anyone's going to go full Seattle Seahawks, it is ironically not going to be the Seattle Mariners. No, the Mariners have a good look. Yeah. Again, it's like the Griffey look should be just enshrined. Like no era of the Mariners was ever better. No. No era was, although Except I do like. Euro. But yeah, again, same, but same it's the same look. Yeah. Uh, although I do like the trident. Well, yeah, because it's a goddamn trident. Trident, <laughs> which makes an M. It's perfect. Outrageous, man! Could they have Aquaman night just one night? I would be so okay with that, but like every version of Aquaman. Like, of course, you know, like the broody, super hunky Jason Momoa, but also the quasi-goofy Alan Richson version of Aquaman. Green and gold uniforms. Yes. Um, everyone gets a trident. They take the Marlins fish that have been removed from Marlins uh, taxpayer park and moved up to the Northwest. Outrageous! And everyone calls everyone old chum, and it has double meaning. <laughs> Man, why aren't the Mariners on this? Why don't Why don't we work promotions for the Mariners? Well, for years, their president was a degenerate. Fair enough. But yeah, he's but... not anymore. Not that he's <laughs> not a degenerate. He's no longer their president. Yes. So, yeah, again, Mariners, if you're listening to this, we can get to your country. There is a part of British Columbia where the border fence is just a park for dogs and stuff. And we have a dog. We do have a dog. He's a very cute dog. Yeah. They'll let him sneak past the border. No problem. Yeah. That's how borders work. He's doing dog stuff. That's how borders work. Yeah, totally. Yeah. The dog has to do dog stuff at the ballpark. Just uh, don't mind us. Okay. Have fun. Yeah. And then they can stab us there. Ooh, I do enjoy stabbing. (laughs) And you see, this is how podcasts end, where you take one quote out of context. Breaking news. Podcast host enjoys stabbing. We will play the clip without context. Yeah. I do enjoy Uh, stabbing. People with vaccines. (laughs) See, that pause, that enough of a pause for a good audio editor, boom, done. Yeah, absolutely. Canceled. (laughs) Canceled right there. And we mean in like the the you know Futurama Firefly sense. Yep. Oh, Futurama. <laughs> yeah. Which again, going back through all the episodes, I'm really loving all of the jokes. It's like, oh, I get that now. <laughs> so many references that I just did not get as a child. Mm-hmm. Also, the fact that I saw the the Futurama, the Insane in the Mainframe episode. And then read One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest and then put the pieces together like yeah, 15 years later. That was a great book and a just okay movie. Yeah, the movie does not do the book justice. And again, we both love Milos Forman, like a fantastic director. Yeah, and, but the problem is, is look who takes over the movie, right? Jack Nicholson. Yeah, it became really a Jack. It became a Jack Nicholson vehicle. Forget and, it, Jack. It's Chinatown. <laughs> and this was peak Jack Nicholson too. Yeah, I mean, he was fantastic in it, but again, like, like the book was so much better. Uh huh. Also, that book made me feel things, man. <laughs> and and like that's what was so great about Futurama. The literature references. Just sweet Napoleon. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's me, Bender. Change places. 
oh no, I forgot we changed places. Change places? <laughs> I'll show thee. <laughs> We're not even talking about... We're way too early to do Simpsons Rama episode of the week. Are we, though? Yes, we are. We are. Although they're... Hi, puppy. Do you want to come podcast? <laughs> I believe he does. Yes, he does. No, he doesn't <laughs> want to come. He doesn't want to come up. He just wants to sit at my arm. And speaking of non sequiturs, we actually have a baseball-related development. I got an email from Brooks Robinson last week, and it was the coolest goddamn thing ever. Yes, it was. So, for those of you who listened last week, you heard about the development that if you want to get MLB.TV for this coming season and watch out-of-market games, uh, MLB.TV is awesome. Um, (laughs) The best way to do so is sign up as a fan member of the MLB... MLB Alumni Association. MLB Players Alumni Association. Uh, Now, what that does is you show your support for the Alumni Association. uh, You help them run programs in, uh, amongst other places, disadvantaged communities. uh, But it gives you the benefits of being an Alumni Association member, uh, which includes 20% off at MLB.tv. So, 50? Holy cow! I thought it was only 20! Dude, 50. And you get Brooks Robinson's autograph if you screenshot it from the automatic email they send out. But you still get Brooks Robinson's autograph. You get Brooks Robinson's autograph because you get his e-signature on the sign-up. It's 50% off? I thought it was 20. Dude, 50. That's awesome. Which means that the subscription costs less than what it costs you to sign up. Yeah. And more money goes to places that need it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, 50. And you get discounts on merch, and you get discounts on tickets. And again, you're supporting a great cause. And literally, for a yearly membership in the MLB Players Association, you get to take money out of Rob Manfred's hands. That's How good does that feel? That feels so good. You're putting it into good places and out of rich people's hands. And and I don't even care about rich people. I just want Rob Manfred to be disadvantaged by something I do. Suffer, Rob Manfred. Suffer! Like, I mean, how many cops do we have to pay off to give him, you know, parking tickets once a week? Too many. Yeah, seems like a bit of an endeavor. Fake parking tickets. What we'll do is I, I, I have, like, a lined sticky note pad. We're going to write parking ticket $30. Just stick it on his window. Even if he doesn't pay, he's going to have gunk on his window. Yeah. And then he'll also have the anxiety of, oh, man, is that a parking ticket? Oh, oh, it's just somebody wrote on my window. Every week. We're we gonna have, have no to- demands. We just want to watch the world burn. Anarchy. Woo. And we're just going to have to find where he parks at the MLB office. Oh, no, I suppose they're working from home. We're just going to have to find his home. Wait a second. This is escalating into the plot of Celtic Pride. (laughs) It's a good movie. Oh, yeah, it's a perfectly cromulent movie. Mm, Cromulent. With one of the great, you know, uh, like, mid-credit scenes. Oh, hello, Deion Sanders. (laughs) It's the Patriot season. We got to do something. <laughs> yeah. It was such a... It was so anchored in time when Deion Sanders was a Patriot. No, he, he was a cowboy, and they needed the Patriots to win. <laughs> oh, yes. That makes more sense. Yeah, because remember, they kidnapped the stand-in for Carl Malone. <laughs> Man, that movie was either great, terrible, or both. <laughs> Why can't it be both? Why not go? Why not Zeidberg? <laughs> oh, man. Good morning, Mr. Vice President. <laughs> Congratulations, Mr. President. No! Okay, now he emotes. Harold Zoid is up there with Hank Scorpio as the great one-off characters in Simpsorama history. Yeah. 
So you see, he's a lobster and his son is a robot, but he's also the vice president. It is a tale as old as time. A father and a son who does not want to follow in his footsteps of being the president. <laughs> such, such, I mean, that it, it, it was a Golden Globe winning movie. Yes, and it won an Oscar. Just play it along like we did with Marissa Tomei. <laughs> Let the earthquake. I have someone's Oscar. <laughs> Hit the deck. Oh, that's a great episode. That's Lobster Damon, that is. by the way. Now we just have to go to editing. But unfortunately, we spent all of the editing budget on pies. So it's out on Wednesday. <laughs> I still have one of my old 78s. <laughs> 78 million RPM laser disc. Yep. Oh, man. I, the other day, I described like the way someone talks as uh, playing a 45 on 33. Ooh. Had a few people say, Ben, what the hell? How, how do you old are you? Yeah. I know. Judging by the hat, I am a Time Lord. Yes. It's are Time you, Lord. You could just be the Winter Soldier. Segway, segway. Segway season. Segway. Holy shit. I am into this show. I am hooked. Falcon and the Winter Soldier, pause. Is that, a, is that what we're abbreviating? Vows? Yeah. Yeah. So right away, you know, uh, Anthony Mackie, as always, killing it, you know, making, you know, the Falcon, like, the, like, focal point. Because we've seen the redemptive arc of, of Bucky Barnes and... Again, Sebastian Stan like is killing it. As, Sebastian like, Stan is a great actor in everything he he's in. So is Anthony Mackie. I'm still kind of haunted by Detroit. Uh yeah. Well, not kind of haunted. Extremely no, haunted. Extremely haunted. Terrific movie. Yeah. And again, I'm excited for this week's episode where hopefully they get to be in the same room because they either love each other or hate each other. I can't tell which. It's a bromance. It's both. It is an excellent romance. <laughs> I can't wait till the scene where they steal back the shield from yeah. he's not Captain America. Oh. But he's Kurt Russell's son. He is. Man, Wyatt Russell. Like, I, I saw him in the Goon sequel, and he did a great job in that because, you know, that movie's just about, you know, everyone's favorite human puppy, Sean William Scott. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Sean William Scott. Why has Sean William Scott not been in the MCU yet? He would be great in the MCU. I mean, who would he be? I'm not sure, but Ooh. new Wolverine. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, right? He's got the build. He's got like he's got the wit. He's got the eager Canadianness. He's got the Canadianity, yes. Yeah. I guess she's he could pull off the sideburns. Oh, definitely. I mean, either him or just Ryan Reynolds method acting. Ryan Reynolds as Wolverine, as Deadpool as Wolverine. Yes, there's a lot of layers. It's to me, that. Wolverine, bub. Deadpool, it's clearly you. No, I'm not a Wolverine. Yeah, you you totally can't tell. There, are, I have sideburns. You're wearing a mask. They're under the mask. You're wearing a mask. I'm not Green Lantern. No, he has the sideburns over the mask. <laughs> Yeah, that would be peak Deadpool. <laughs> I still want them to replace the Stan Lee cameos with Deadpool cameos. I, that's the only logical progression I can think of. Like, yeah. like we tried the Russo brothers cameo, but that was just sad because it was a you know blip support group. <laughs> yeah, as yeah. opposed to Stan Lee being Hugh Hefner. <laughs> Uh, the the list of people that were in the Blip support group was impressive. It was the Russo brothers, the mm -hmm. guy who created Thanos. Oh shit! That's yeah. an awkward appearance. Like, hey, uh, my bad. <laughs> yep. Uh, <laughs> the guy who created Thanos, um, a major Marvel executive. Like, it was a who's who of comic books. 
And it's like the perfect Marvel thing where it's like such a deep cut. You need to do research and contact Kat Dennings to do additional research. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, it was it was impressive. Uh, the first episode of Falcon and Winter Soldier. And also, Georges St. Pierre showed up. Yeah. Batroc is back and he is punching people. <laughs> and he's punching and kicking people. Man, he punches and kicks so many people. Also, good for GSP. I mean, he does not need to go back to actual fighting. He should just be in movies where he's fighting. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to see him continually show up across the MCU as, like, a B-villain. Honestly, he could just take over and just remake every Jean-Claude Van Damme movie. Ooh. I I would like to see that. Have him do face-off again? No, not face-off. Um... Bloodsport? Blood, no, not well, Bloodsport. But no, what was the one uh, Die Hard, but with the Pittsburgh Penguins? Time Cop? <laughs> well, yes, Time Cop. No, there was a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie where it's game seven of the Stanley Cup Finals and there's what? a bomb in the arena. That's threat level midnight. That's no. the Michael Scott movie. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, Um, oh, shoot. It is called... Holy crap, Jean-Claude Van Damme's only 60? What? Right? Yeah, he no. was born in 1960. He, he's a child. Yeah. Uh, sudden Death. It's called Sudden, sudden Death. Yes. <laughs> and its And its tagline was, Action Goes Into Overtime. Oh, dear God, that is about as 90s and or 80s as it gets. <laughs> yeah, there was a bomb in the arena at Game 7 of the Stanley Cup Finals, and it was at the Mellon Arena. It was at the Igloo. Oh, man, that's a great arena Like yeah. when it existed. Part of the action was that they opened up the top of the arena because it was a dome because they could open the arena. Yeah. Uh and, and at one point, he actually got in goalie equipment and went on the ice. Yeah, it Again, was... A, this, is, this is Threat Level Midnight. This, it, this... it really was. I think it was a remake of Threat Level Midnight. Oh, no, because Threat Level Midnight is a joke about... Yeah. It's a pre-make of Threat Level Midnight. Yes. I'm pretty sure Threat Level Midnight was a joke about that movie. Pretty sure that movie was a joke about every movie. Yeah, it was during the era of let's just make a diehard, uh, diehard in something. Yes, like, diehard on a bus. Diehard in space. Diehard in Pittsburgh. <laughs> yeah, we could make with a million dollars. I could make a B-list movie. <laughs> Terror that- in Cleveland. <laughs> Terror in Cleveland. Should, should we should we take the speedboat? No, let's walk. It's a nice day. <laughs> oh no, I think it was Terror in Cincinnati. Yeah. It's like Jeff was it Jeff Bridges and Laura Linney? Yeah, it was Jeff Bridges and Laura Linney. Should we Terror take the car? No, let's, let's, let's walk. walk. It's a nice day. <laughs> oh man. So yeah. Hollywood. Listen up. Georges St. Pierre as the new muscles from Brussels or the Thor of Saint Isidore. <laughs> Why is yeah. he not called that? Because no one is as creative and or crazy as us. <laughs> the Thor of Saint Isidore. I mean, also, he's got a pretty badass nickname. Yeah, Rush. Like, can't, can't be bad. <laughs> I'm aware I was doing the drum solo from in the air tonight. In the air tonight. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's because I can't even mouth drum Neil Pert. Neil Pert is the greatest drummer. It's YYZ. And no, Neil Pert stands alone. <laughs> Kriegerbots, Avenger, Fallen Graza. What was that? Bullwinkle? <laughs> Man, how have we been listening? How have we been doing this show for over a year and never mentioned Archer? I feel like I've said phrasing a few times and I'm sure like enough of what I say as normal conversation is imbued with Archer to begin with. So I'm sure it, if we go back and did a deep cut, we, we'd find some Archerisms. Probably, probably, but we've never outright mentioned Archer. 
go watch Archer. It's great. Even if you just, you know, like listen to John Benjamin talk. Yeah. Oh man. What a voice. And I listen to him read the dictionary, but as alternatingly Archer and Bob, Hey, uh, I, uh, I don't know what this word means. I'm going to move to the next one. <laughs> Remember the crossover episode? Oh, that was so good. Oh my God. Like, we need more of that. We, we now need the Bob's burgers version where like Archer shows up as Archer in the, in the Bob verse. Whoa. Was it? I, I always thought that the Archer verse episode where he's Archer in the Bob verse was the very last episode of Bob's burgers. And all the episodes of Bob's Burgers were taking place during that in-between seasons of Archer. Oh, my. You might be onto something there. Yeah. Maybe that's the Bob's Burgers movie that's going to come out eventually. And it turns out he's actually Archer all along. He was Archer all along. Archer all along. Also, that was Laura Dern who sang that. What? Yeah. Fuck off. That's amazing. Yeah. I she, didn't know Laura Dern could sing. She's incredibly talented. Yeah, she's Laura freaking Dern. That we knew. <laughs> also, I'd definitely watch a Laura Dern, Catherine Hahn anything. Sorry, it wasn't Laura Dern. It was Catherine Hahn. Still great. <laughs> yeah. One of them sang it. Yeah, either way, would still watch Laura Dern and Catherine Hahn solve mysteries or, I don't know, work at a convenience store, do something. One of them, yeah. Man, I'd watch that show. You know what other show we need? The Jimmy Woo X-Files show. Yes. The Marvel Cinematic Universe needs to happen. Yes. There's this, there's this strangely muscular man who beamed down from the sky in a stream of lightning. Oh, that's just Thor. Let's go <laughs> have burritos. Yeah. Oh, man. Just it, if every Marvel director's commentary was just Darcy and Jimmy watching them. I would pay extra for that. Right? It's like, oh, yeah, I remember I, I remember that. Um, yeah, Hugo Weaving. It, you wouldn't believe how long it took for us to get in. <laughs> <laughs> and then he wouldn't show back up for the sequels. Well, he was busy doing Hugo Weaving things. <laughs> yeah. Isn't his niece... Oh, yeah, his niece was in the new Bill and Ted movie. Yeah, she was. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, what else was I going to say? Speaking of random Lord of the Rings cameos, I'm re-watching Legends of Tomorrow, and when they do the meta John Noble episode, I'm like, what? Yes. Yeah. So good. There's the meta John Noble episode. There's the meta... Um... Lord of the Rings episode. Yes. Oh man, when they find Tolkien and they and they just give him all of the info, it's like, huh? I like the sound of that. Yes. Let's. I'm going to write that into a book. And of course, the most terrifying thing ever said on a TV show: "It's time to make America Grod again." Oh, Grod! The fact that we got Gorilla Grod on a TV show. The again, like. He was great on the animated uh, Justice League, but seeing a live action Grodd, especially when he takes over Clancy Brown's body. Oh, yeah. I gone. Clancy Brown is just phenomenal. Vamp for me. <laughs> so for those of you who don't know what that reference was, that's to the vaudeville guys on Family Guy where they say, play me out, Johnny. You, you missed it. I played you out, Johnny. Vamp incomplete. Uh, are we are we about ready for our Simpson Rama episode of the week? I believe we are. So I have an all time classic for us. It's the Deep Space Homer. Oh, maybe I do have the right. What's that called? Stuff. Hello, anyway. NASA, and another thing. Where's the tang? <laughs> Well, we can't let them know that the, the, the chimps we sent into space became hyper-intelligent. No, they don't need to know that at all. <laughs> the ra ratings were good. Raymond rerun good. 
<laughs> Careful, they're ruffled. Da, Protect da, the queen. Da, Who's da, the queen? Da. I'm the I, queen. No, you're not. Ah, freedom. Horrible, horrible freedom. I, for one, welcome our new ant overlords. I said that on a live broadcast once. <laughs> yes, you've told that story on the podcast. Because it's one of my favorite stories. And anytime I have a chance to, I will go into my grandpa moments. <laughs> um, it's fine, Lisa. It's TV. Of course they'll make it. <laughs> wow. Former President James Taylor. <laughs> Which is great. Because <laughs> there was a former President James Taylor. <laughs> that's such a great deep. That's a history deep cut. Listen, you, they paid me to music, and you're going to sit there and float and groove to it. Sweet dreams and flying machines, fly it, flying safely through the air. <laughs> uh, quiet, you. Wait a minute. This unkempt youngster might just be onto something. We owe it all to the inanimate carbon rod. Hooray for the carbon rod! Oh, I'll bash you good. It, it, it. Amazing episode. I'll show you inanimate. <laughs> I forgot about that one. In rod we trust. Yes. Oh, that is a great, 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 great episode. Second comes right after first. <laughs> Look, they got Buzz Aldrin on to say that. Yeah. Default, 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 default. Oh, where'd you get that, surplus? <laughs> it begins. <laughs> I don't understand. That was non-alcoholic champagne. <laughs> oh man yeah we could just reenact that entire episode probably I don't know if we could do it in order but we could we, we definitely could oh right my episode yes you, you do have to come up with an episode too it's gazpacho huh it's tomato the vegetarian go back to Russia with Paul McCartney. Yes, and Linda McCartney. His first um, wife. Yes. Um, what was I going to say? Wait, Lisa, you're not going to eat. No, what about bacon? Ham? Pork chops? Dad, those all come from the same animal. Sure, Lisa. A wonderful, magical animal. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's how I explained to my little sister when she was a child about food. No, no, it's not. It's not chicken. The animal. It's a wonderful magical animal. Lisa, would you like to hear a song? Sure. Hit it, Apu. <laughs> we are the Sergeant Pepper's <laughs> Lonely Hearts Club Band. They referred to me as the Fifth Beetle. No, we didn't. <laughs> you wouldn't believe how many vegetarian meals have a giant hunk of pork in them. <laughs> Um, <laughs> if you play Maybe I'm Amazed backwards, there's a great recipe for a great lentil soup. <laughs> What's that extra B for? That's a typo. <laughs> Maybe I'll just throw my own barbecue and I'll invite whoever I want. Can I come? Sure. Don't! <laughs> Such a good episode. Oh, man. There were a lot of great episodes. <laughs> And that's the first Lisa-centered episode we've mentioned. It is. And there are a lot of great Lisa-centered episodes. Yeah, because, you know, having Yardley Smith as our collective conscience is pretty accurate. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Homa, could, could you uh, flip me another burger? Uh, my legs uh, aren't working. Another Whopper for the Gopper! Ah, oh, they... <laughs> They don't have to throw the meat in my face. <laughs> it's still a airborne. It's still good. It's still good. Smithers, I think I'll donate a million dollars to the children's hospital. When pigs fly. <laughs> oh. Should I uh, get the checkbook, sir? I'd still rather not. 
Oh, yes. And for more hijinks like that, be sure to watch our YouTube stream of the podcast. You can find us on YouTube at This Week in Blurrence Ball. If, of course, you are of the audio preferential variety, you can find us on all major podcatchers. And this is where my script runs out. Ah, yes. So major podcatchers include Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and uh, pretty much anywhere that you think of that provides podcasts to your ears. Like your Nespresso machine. I'm pretty sure you probably could at this point. Also, you can find us on Alexa. Alexa, play podcast. I'm sorry, Dave. I can't do that. Da, da, da. Yes, but if you tell your Alexa, Alexa, play podcast this week in Blurns Ball on Spotify, it will play. Or else. Alexa, stop! Alexa, stop! (laughs) (laughs) It works. Can confirm. It works. We're confusing the poor robot. Yes, I am confusing the poor robot. It does work. It does work, whether you want it to or not. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Oh, man. Uh, Twitter. Twitter. We are at TWI Blurns Ball. We already said YouTube. Facebook, we're This Week at Blurns Ball. Instagram, we're at TWI Blurns Ball. You can also follow each of us, uh, you know, if you're into that kind of stuff. Ben is at Benjamin K. Bloom. I am at JMS Morris. Ampersand, the podcast mascot, is at Ampersand the Puppy on Instagram. He is not on Twitter because what thoughts do dogs have other than want food, want poop, want food and poop, want food while pooping. Want poop while fooding. (laughs) Yes. uh, Basic dog stuff. But if you want to follow thoughts of dog, follow at thoughts of dog. They're pretty interesting. Yeah, and pretty accurate in my experience having once been a dog. A roof? Wait, no, we can't do that. We have to do that. Loyalties, and we no one wants to do that. No, (laughs) it's okay. We got Chris Evans as Buzz Lightyear now. We're good. Yes, we are. He went from being Captain America to America's Captain. That's America's ass right there. Oh, that is America's ass right there. Right there. Uh, yes. So, hi, puppy. Oh, yes. See, he's saying hi. Uh, I forget what I was going to say now that the dog is barking. That brings us to the end of this week in Warren's Ball for this week. Probably it does. We are are almost in baseball regular season, if my calendar is correct. Uh, Yes. I think April 1st is opening day. Yes, April 1st is opening day. So we will be recording one day ahead of opening day. Unless... Opening day podcast. Opening day live stream. When is the Blue Jays opening? I believe it's a noon game. If it's a noon game, sign me up because I think that would kick all of the ass. Uh, do, 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 do. Yeah, our computer machine. It is 107. It is a 107 Eastern Time opening day game. I think we can call a couple innings of that. Yes. So we will do a live stream of the opening day Jays-Yankees game live, live from New York. It's opening day. Oh, right. Because it's not in Toronto because we don't have a border anymore. Yes. Uh, I mean, also, this series was always scheduled to be held in the Bronx. As long as Beck Bennett is the in-house announcer, I'm in. <laughs> oh, Beck Bennett. So uh, next week, mark your calendar. It's an opening day live stream, not a Wednesday episode. Yes, it's the day after Wednesday. Whose name escapes me. I believe it's Thor's day. Yes, the day where we honor Georges (laughs) St-Pierre. And Chris Hemsworth. But not the third Hemsworth whose name escapes me. Yes, there's there are three Hemsworths. Yeah, there's, there's a secret one. It's like Chet Hank, not Chet Hanks. Uh, what's the uh, what's Ron Howard's brother's name? Charlie Cunningham. Yeah. Yeah, the third Cunningham. Yeah, who ascended the stairs and never returned. Praise be. 
Praise be. All right. So for all of us here at This Week of Learners Ball, I'm Jacob Morris. I'm Ben Bloom. Thank you so much for joining us. Farewell from the world of tomorrow. Coming up next week on This Week at Blurred's Ball. Live baseball? I think so. I think we just need to be really quiet because it might all go away. Yeah, I'm, I'm concerned that we might jinx it. We might... Everything could go sideways. Yeah, so just remain calm and no sudden... <laughs>